Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I am your host, Lucky, and today we are going over to the male mental health subreddit. Uh, it's been a little while since I've I feel like I say that a lot, a lot. Like it's been a little while, meaning like a week or two. Uh, but I feel like it has been a while since we went to this one. So I'm excited to get back into it. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health, try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a an expert or a professional. So feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Um, so yeah, male mental health has always been something Hmm, of an enigma. And I don't think an enigma in the sense of like, oh, it, like we experience mental health differently than women. Although there are some, there are definitely some things that I think women are more prone to than men and men are more prone to than women. Uh, women typically tend to have much more uh, higher anxiety rates. Um, from what I've heard, and by the way, this is, you know, kind of just, hearing from some medical professionals uh, through different podcasts. So I, I'm, I'm not citing studies here, but women tend to be a little bit more on the anxiety side um, if they are going to have anything. Um, and what I've heard is this is mostly due to estrogen. So the estrogen in them helps to be um, a better mother in the, especially in the early years. So they're much more, um, they are much more attentive to the young, to I was going to say the young, the youngling, bro. You know, like from from Star Wars, from from the 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 toddlers. So you know, like I, I always bring up this example. It's like you know when the dad's on the the couch watching TV and the the kid is like about to go do something stupid, but the dad's like, you know, hey, it's the kid, whatever. And you know, the mom's like, where where's the baby? And the baby's like trying to like you know put its finger into an electrical socket or something like that. So um, th those are like the two kind of like i said women tend to to have a little bit more um predisposition to anxiety not all women i'm just saying this is just kind of like in general whereas um testosterone it seems to it seems that uh men kind of get uh depression now i know what a lot of people will say and by the way this is me just kind of working out my own thoughts here this is just a hypothesis so um men men especially really get hard on addiction um, I was watching like a video and I, I don't know how true this is, but I was thinking about it. I, I guess, I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, this is from like Elliot Hulse, by the way, I'll be doing a video about him a little bit later, um, on something he said about social anxiety. Um, I'll either have that out today or tomorrow. I'm not completely sure. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the things that he mentioned why men are so like prone to addiction is we want like there to be a, an ending to something, right? Um, you could take this all the way to sex and think about the orgasm, right? Men like without the orgasm or without the, well, I guess like I guess orgasm and ejaculation are two. Uh, they they're not always um. They they're usually linked, but they 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 are two separate systems. But anyway, um, whereas you know women can actually enjoy the the act and men can enjoy the act as well. But ultimately, there is like that 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 uh, that uh, ending line to it. Um, and of course women have that as well, but it's not, um, um, but they don't have to. Like, I remember I talked to this girl once and I remember she was, uh, she was talking about how she likes to read erotic books. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So, and you know, I, we, we're close friends. So, you know, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't going out of the ordinary. I was like, so you, 
do you masturbate when you're reading this book? She's like, uh, no, I just like the feeling of getting turned on. I was like, oh, you know, and to me, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. Like, I was just like, it sounds like you're just teasing yourself, but you know, where's the, where's the payoff. Right. I was just thinking about the payoff. <laughs> um, and, you know, obviously there, I'm not discluding women that are like, you know, I'm, you know, I love the, I love to orgasm as well. Not saying there's anything um, different about that. But I'm just saying men typically like to have that, like, where's the payoff to what I'm doing? Where is this? Where is, and um, I think that um, men kind of want that, that feeling of accomplishment as well. Uh, you know, cause you know, it's like, oh, wow. Like yeah, if you're, you've seen men do pissing contests, right? Like, or well, uh, metaphorical pissing contests, meaning like, oh, I bet I, um, I bet I can drink more than you. I bet I could do this. I bet I, they're one upping each other and like that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's kind of the same thing with smoking weed or drinking or any addiction. It, it starts off as this thing to kind of get to the, the finish line. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, those are mostly empty and stuff. Um, but yeah, let's see what, uh, some of these male mental health things, uh, these posts have to say, um, this is an interesting one. I, I felt like this would be a good, a good chance for me to kind of open up a little bit about myself too. It says, why do I dislike talking to my family about anything in my life? I've, I've, uh, so this is a 25 year old male. I've just moved back into my parents' house for a little bit while I finished my degree. However, this has been a thing before I moved it back in. I've noticed this increased feeling I get regarding anything I do or any big event in my life. I never want to tell them anything, what I'm doing today, a trip I'm going on, or any uh, anyone I'm seeing, my schoolwork. I just like living privately, and I don't want their opinion. I have no problem owning things uh, to myself or telling the friends, but family, but anything with family, telling them anything about my life just leaves me with so much discomfort and apathy. Any insight? Okay, so this is actually something that I've been going through for a while. So um, whenever my like i'll give you an example right like i've been i've been um you know dating a little bit recently and i i just i never told my mom about it um never told my my brother quite frankly either and i i did tell my my sister about it but she she doesn't live with me so you know she lives back in california so uh you know i was talking to her about it and i kind of told her something different i mean i was kind of joking about it but i was like oh you know i feel like every time i tell my tell my mom something like it just kind of goes wrong uh, but I just, uh, to me, at least, I feel like I need, I, I feel, I, I feel a little bit too much, by the way, this is just me being brutally honest. I just feel a little too much like a mama's boy when I do that. Hey mom, look what I did. Hey mom, look what I did. Hey mom, look what I did. Right. Uh, I, I just, I don't like it as much, man. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't, I, I think after a certain age, you get to this point where you're like, ah, I don't. I don't really want my mom's opinion or I don't really want my dad's opinion or I don't, you know, um, because you're, you're an adult yourself. Right. And so, uh, I think this is just a natural part of growing up. Um, you know, as long as you're not holding things against them, I think this is totally okay. Um, and to be honest, it's none of their business unless you want it to be their business. Right. And, and, and by the way, I don't want to make anybody, you know, I don't want to like, bash on anybody for for telling their mom or dad that they got into a, co a college that they wanted to do or they got the dream job or anything like that like that is that's brilliant man i just i feel a little bit because you know i lived with my mom i've lived with my mom for what how old am i right now 29 so almost 29 years like i went a year without living with her and then she she moved over here to eventually move uh somewhere else 
but you know i've lived i've lived with her for so long that it's you know it's gotten to the point where i'm like i don't know i feel i i just feel a little bit differently about all that kind of stuff now with you um with you i don't think this okay so uh let's see telling them about anything about my life just leaves me with so much discomfort and apathy i think i think you're just growing up dude um i i don't think uh obviously you want to tell them about very important things right like i'm my girlfriend's pregnant or this or i mean unless you want to, of course unless it's a surprise or you, know, you want to do something like that but um obviously family things you definitely want to let them know um as for like people it, like listen for me like my dating isn't really super serious right now so that's really why i don't really like telling you know certain family members or anything like that um because i feel like they would make a big deal about something that i'm not making a big deal about you know um you know so, certain things like that uh, i think and like i said you're 25 years old you know i you know, good move moving back in and saving up some money and stuff for uh, while you're getting your degree. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about this too much, right? Um, but just make sure you're still telling them the important things. Maybe you have a major health issue, right? Um, you know, one thing that I, I, I always struggled with was like telling my mom that I had a financial thing because I've always been pretty good with my finances, but I've always lived with her. So I've never had to pay rent or anything like that. And then now that I, I pay monthly things, it's been a little harder to grasp. And so, you know, I've definitely had to get some financial support from her. Um, but it was mostly her kind of, you know, letting me know, like, hey, I'm in a position to help you if you need it. Um, and so that that's definitely helped a, a, as much. So uh, definitely something I got to work on a little bit more is to let my mom know, like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm in kind of need here. Um, and, you know, I'm in a transition in my life and I kind of need some help here. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, fundamentally. Uh, it just matters how much you're doing that. So anyway, let's go to the next post here. Um, oh, let's see. Did I want to do this one? Uh, okay. We'll try it. Emotional pressure cooker. I've been marinating in my self-hatred, regrets, bitterness, and loneliness. Again, not the most healthy thing to do. It's like comfort thoughts hating myself. I don't know how to break it because uh, in many ways it feels safe and, and familiar. I don't know what to replace it with. Um, also, I have done years and years of therapy and it has helped a bit uh, only temporarily. The rage always comes back. It's like sitting in a bathtub trying to splash the water onto the other side. It's obvi It obviously won't stay there. I've used this particular ideological framework to create a crust around myself. It's been very toxic and self-defeating. I need something new. It, um, I don't know what to replace it with. I don't have a sense of myself and my boundaries. If something, if someone writes something about men and I can separate it from myself, I was raised to be the embodiment of patriarchy. I don't know what that means, but um, it's silly not to have the faintest idea of who I am. Is as I'm in my late thirties, I've tried to build some sort of uh, identity. But it's like dropping screws in a metal bucket, and the stuff just rumbles around making noises. By the way, this person's metaphors are on point. Um, existing for my own sake and doing things I enjoy are not possible because I can't feel it. I can only feel things through others. If they approve of it, then it feels good for me. I feel hollow. I guess that's what I am, a human void. So the the, the biggest problem um, that I'm seeing here is you're, you're devoid of purpose. Um, and a lot of these things I think you learn mainly through um, a father. And I don't know. Like, listen, I'm not saying that this person was raised without a father i'm just kind of guessing here um but it seems like they are they were 
uh, th- these are type, types of things that I typically see with people who are raised without fathers. So they lack direction. They don't understand what a man's priorities should be, right? Um, because it, fundamentally, if you look at men and women's priorities, they are a little bit different, right? Um, and so I think that's very important to realize. Um, and then with the uh, with the idea of um, let me let me start off with, with the beginning real quick, so I don't know how to break it. So, in terms of self hatred, regrets, bitterness, and loneliness, again, um, all of that stuff, I think, can be derailed a little bit if you have a good community. Um, so, whether or not you want to find a church, and so I, the only reason why I bring up church is not to convert people, okay, anything like that. It's just it's easy. It's probably one of the easiest things you can do, and it's cheap. It's free, basically, you know. Um, so. It, to me, I think it's one of the most accessible things, even if you've never been to church or anything like that. And by the way, I would probably suggest something like uh, like a easier church to get into. Um, you know, I, I think both of them have their place. But if you go to a more, um, you know, strict church, like a like a traditionally Catholic church, um, you know, it may you may because. The thing about Catholicism is it is very much dependent on are are you going to be Catholic, right? Are you going to be Catholic? And um, whereas other ones are you're a little bit they're a little bit more loosey goosey with it. Um, something like a Presbyterian church is where I go to. Um, it feels you know I, I don't feel the pressure to be a, a member, um, but it still has uh, it's still you know I, I think of it like when I go to the sermon I just think about it as a teacher teaching me a little bit about the this book, which is the Bible, right? If that's how you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, in, in terms of like regrets and all, uh, it, like marinating in, this, in, in all this stuff, you have to kind of get out of your head. You have to go do something, right? You have to put your thoughts into something. So I don't care whether it's a podcast, whether it's like, I, I don't, whatever, whatever it helps, like gardening. I don't know why I always bring up the same two things. It seems like it's always podcasting and gardening. I don't do gardening. And, you know, I'm barely okay at podcasting. So, um, you know, wh- whatever it may be, just to get the mental um, energy out of, out of yourself, right? You can't just keep these thoughts in your, in your head all the time. Um, and then in terms of your, your, your therapy, um, I would ask, you know, what, what kind of therapy you're getting. Um, I think for you something that might because i feel like you're probably getting more like narrative therapy maybe some cbt nothing wrong with those things but sometimes people have these things in their body that only somatic psychotherapy can help or something like emdr can help um sometimes you need those 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 like very strong physical things and you know then again also uh, something that might help is something like the gym um especially if you're you're a dude lifting a little bit heavy by the way that doesn't mean just lifting stupid amounts of weight and you your your form is terrible like lifting heavy for what you can handle right um after you've been in the gym for a a good amount of time right um but yeah just to kind of raise testosterone a little bit um so in terms of uh you know all this stuff i think first off you need to figure out where you want to start right it doesn't matter where you it doesn't matter where you start as long as you start okay um now, what, I, what do I mean by that? So the, the thing about people when they're in this transition part of their life, like they're so confused, you need to start somewhere. OK, I don't care whether it is changing up your therapy. I don't care whether it is um, uh, maybe 
changing up the way that you maybe doing some thinking exercises, right? Like making sure that you're able to um, get uh, create coping mechanisms to, uh, where you can um, where you can uh, kind of uh, sort through your thinking and be a little bit more objective about it. Um, wherever you want, it doesn't matter uh, about where you start. It matters that you start. Um, and that's that's something really important because I think some, sometimes people get way too stuck in their own head and they just don't start, man. They just don't, they're, they're constantly thinking and they're constantly, um, you know, they're, they're constantly just uh, not starting anything, you know? And actually this goes into the next post pretty well. But yeah, I would just say for this person to start. Let's go to the next post here. It says, I feel like my depression is a symptom from the current state of our society. I know that sounds selfish and maybe even narcissistic. I'm not, oops, excuse me. Uh, I'm not saying I haven't made bad choices that contributed to my current state, but things like the current housing market, the political division, uh, identity politics, the unhealthy crap in our water and food and much more. I just feel beaten down by it all. Um, the the thing about this is, and actually I was talking to my, to my mom about this the other day. And one of the things that I find is that sometimes people, I feel like they watch too much news. Now, what I don't mean that it is okay to just be ignorant about all the things around you. Okay, I'm not saying that. But one thing that I've just started to notice is, man, people will just flood their their minds with news, um, and sometimes news that's not even near them. Right? Like, I'll give you an example. Right? There, the people follow very closely the thing that you know the stuff with the Ukraine right now. And by the way, my heart goes out to them. Um, but at the same time. They're letting things in their own life take control. They're letting their own depression go on. You know, they're almost using it as an excuse to not do the things that they need to do. And I think that is a big problem, right? Um, I, I talked about this before, but my mom was mentioning this, this woman at church one time and who just could not deal with the fact, like she couldn't enjoy what they were doing, which was, I think it was like a, I don't know, like a dinner or something like that. And she just couldn't enjoy it because people in Africa had it so much worse and she felt so helpless. Um, if you look at the world pro world's problems, yeah, you're going to feel pretty helpless. And this is why I like the idea of like, you know, when Jordan Peterson says, you know, clean your room, right? Uh, something I got to do while my, my, my family's on a trip right now. So I'm like, you know what? I got I to gotta do something, you know, to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's something that uh, absolutely can, can uh, be the starting point of it all, right? Like just cleaning your room. Um, you know, people, people, uh, tend to, and, you know, when we're bombarded with all this stuff constantly, you know, it doesn't matter what you're on, you're on YouTube, you're scrolling through channels, right? Uh, even when I'm on my treadmill, right? Like they, at Planet Fitness, they still show a bunch of, uh, news art, new stuff up there. And it's, it's hard to get away from, man. And I'm not saying, like I said, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't follow it and you shouldn't be aware, but be careful about how much you're, you're consuming because all of a sudden, that stuff that's going on, like all of a sudden it becomes, it, it's, it, it's now in your bedroom. It's now in your head all of the time, you know? And I think that's a lot of unnecessary stress that you don't need. And, and this is something I always like to, to mention, right? I like to think about it in the, in this way, right? Like whenever somebody, like, I don't, I don't care whatever political leader you do not like, right? Wh whoever that may be. Whenever people ask me, like, oh, well, what do you think about that person? I always try and tell them, you know, I don't agree with them on everything. But what I will say is I try I, I 
I need to focus on me so that I don't become the worst parts of that wh whoever that is, right? Insert political leader you don't like. I don't really care who it is. Um, but I, I need to make sure that I focus on myself because the problem is people end up trying to find enemies all of the time in the world or try and find ex uh, outward sources, but they never focus on anything in, in their, um, you know, in, in themselves. Um, when, you know, this person's talking about the housing market, the political division, all that kind of stuff. The, the problem isn't, and by the way, this isn't me trying to like beat this person down or anything like that, but when you're looking at all, all of these problems, the next logical question to ask is what are you going to do about it? Because that's, that's the only thing that can, that's the only logical step they can take now because you're, are you going to just stop living your life or are you going to continue going? Because, and uh, by the way, it, I bring this example up not to show how m well we have it or anything like that, but I'm just trying to tell you guys, you know, we have to continue to live, right? Um, but one of the things that uh, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs had mentioned, right, was this idea that when um, the, the Zeppelins were bombing, I think, it, uh, you know, I'm not great at history. Um, but I thought it was England or something like that. One of the things that he had mentioned was there were a lot of people who still had to go to work the next day, even though they knew it wasn't guaranteed that the uh, the bombs weren't going to drop, right? Um, so they still had to live their life despite the fact that there is danger. And this is this comes to my next point. Now, I don't completely agree with Mike Rowe on this, but there is a point that he talks about where it says safety third. And instead, because we we're all about safety first, but do are we really right? If we were really about safety first, you would not get in your car. You would not get, or you wouldn't get in your car as much as you do. You would not um, be doing a lot of the things that you do. And the problem is, you can't exactly live like that. Safety first. Animals can't live like that. Safety first, right? There has to be some amount of I don't like call it a gamble, but I. I suppose to a certain extent, attempt it is, uh, or extent, excuse me, it is, um, to a certain extent, like even doing podcasts and YouTubing, right? That's a, that's a risk, right? I'm putting myself out there. If you look up my name, my full name, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, uh, main focuses of that search because I have such a unique name. Um, and so that means any of my family who's trying to look me up, they can find me, right? They can find me on there. Um, no matter how hard I try and get away from that, right? Um, and like I said, it's, you still have to live your life now, whether or not you think safety first, whatever, um, that's fine. But I mean, that's not exactly how we live our lives. We don't live our lives that way. We may, you may think, think that you do, but if you're getting in a car, if you're doing certain things, you're, you're not living safety, safety, uh, life safety first, right? You're not completely doing that. Um, you're giving up some of that safety to live your life. And that's very important to think about. Uh, let me try. Let me try and do fit one more in here. Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Last. Let's end up on this last one. I hate the advice that men get. If you're insecure of your body, you just get told just work out, bro. For me, it's not about how muscular I am. It's about actual bone structure and height, which can't be changed. If you're depressed or insecure, people say just be confident, bro. It sounds like they're just saying to shut up and get over it. And as an autistic person, excuse me, person, whenever I talk about the social issues I face, I basically get told just to be neurotypical as if it's something I can change. 
No, and I think it's all about figuring out. I mean, I had um. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh. Excuse me. I think his name was Mitchell. Um. Oh man, I'm I'm really sorry about this. I I'm really not remembering his uh, name at the moment. Um. Gosh, I had so I had a gentleman. Um, and his mother on, on the, the mental health podcast. I, it should be up on 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 podcasting if you want to check it out. Um, but one of the things that he you know he talks about is by the way, I just want to make sure this is very clear. It depends on what level, uh, sorry, what what where you are on the spectrum as well, right? Like you know when when we're talking about like the spectrum, uh, if you're if you're on like the low. Um, the low end of the spectrum, right? Sorry, low. Uh, Sam. Oh, Sam Mitchell. Oh, his last name is Mitchell. Sorry, Sam Mitchell. Um, yeah. Anyway, he, he, him, and his mother. Right. You know, he has he has autism, and he talks a lot about how it is almost like a superpower to a certain degree. Now, I, I think in some people they would argue that's not a superpower uh, on low fun low functioning. That's that's the word I meant to say. Um, autism. Um, but when we're talking about this, right? The the thing about this is you have to try and accept the things that you cannot change or else those things that you cannot change will tear you up inside. Right. I think, okay. So since this is a man mental health thing, I think a lot of, a lot of men and, you know, myself included have all had a very big problem at some point with penis size, right? Because we've all watched porn. I mean, it's just, it's an inevitable part of my generation um, and upwards. Uh, we've all watched porn. So once porn has been introduced, you're going to look at your dick, uh, you know, your penis differently, right? You're going to look at it completely differently and you're going to say, man, I wish I could have that. And by the way, you know, I, I really thought like, oh my God, maybe if I get these pills, I, but I never went into that. I would never went that far down into it. But there was a time where I was like seriously considering like, oh man, maybe, maybe I could get surgery. Maybe I could do this once I get like big enough, like big enough, sorry. Once I get <laughs> wrong words, once I get like rich enough. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I just, I can't change this, man. And after, by the way, after I got with, um, you know, some girls, I started to realize, oh, okay. So we're, we're okay. Right. We're, we're, you know, at least as long as women are accepting you, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, doing that stuff. And also I can't change it. Right. Like I can't, I physically can't change it. All right. Um, maybe there's some things that you could do to add like a half inch, maybe an inch. I, I don't know, maybe. Um, but yeah, either way, you you have to accept what you have and then move on, because those things are just going to weigh you down more and more and more. Because if you literally can't change them, then what's the point? What's the point of even trying to change them? What you can do is work around those things. What you can do is work. A great example would be. Um, dyslexia or you know certain things like that right you people i'm sure would like to read like normal people right but they can't so they have to find ways around them i i used to work with somebody who was dyslexic and he'd have somebody um help help him with like some of the online stuff because you would have to you have to take these like stupid sorry wrong word you'd have to take these um classes that you <laughs> that you uh would have to do like every month or something like that because you know they'd have these these monthly things and you just have to, you'd have to watch it. And, um, and, you know, he'd have, uh, uh, somebody, you know, in there read, read a little bit for him whenever he'd have to do like retake tests or anything like that. Cause he, he couldn't, he couldn't read some of the stuff on there. 
Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with, um, you know, needing to rely on other people or finding di out different solutions to your problems. You know what I mean? Um, there are people who are physically handicapped who need uh, physical, who need assistance as well. Right. And they, 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 they either have to accept what the hand that they've been dealt or live in agony thinking about the fact that they can't change it. Right. It, it's a choice, right? It's a choice that we make um, in our lives. Right. I, I wish that I didn't have the negative thoughts that I have a lot of the time. I wish I had a better, um, I wish I had um, a, a dad in my life to, guide me throughout my whole life like a lot of these other guys do but you know what i can i can only agonize about that so much before i start to realize listen i'm making these choices man i i talk about this a lot right like my dad wasn't the one who forced me to uh drink and drive he you know maybe he might have uh you know uh attributed a little bit to my addiction and everything but at the at the end of the day i was the one who decided to drink i was the one who decided to smoke smoke that joint right i was the one who decided to get behind the wheel and, you know, put my life on the line. So, you know, that, those are the things you really have to do a pros and cons. It, what's what's better? Is it to keep on agonizing over the things you can't change or to accept the things you can't change and figure out how to deal with them in your own way? Anyway, guys, hope you, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the in uh, the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Don't forget, you uh, I will put a link to the mail mental health Subreddit in the description box or in the info box down below. Keep calling it in the description box from YouTube. Uh, but as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.